What's up, everybody? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications, and this is the final episode of Season 1. Host Chris Roush sits down with recent graduate Dan Ball, only this time Dan takes over and interviews Chris. The two discuss the challenges of navigating around COVID-19, as well as some of the future plans of the School of Communications. Chris looks back on his first year as Dean and why we have to change the culture of the School of Communications. Before we wrap up, Dan and Chris discuss the latest in sports and how they've been coping with no sports during the quarantine. My name is Mike Bachman and I'm the producer of the show. I'm also a graduate student in Quinnipiac School of Communications. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush, Dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoy and thanks for listening. Welcome to another episode of Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. My name is Chris Roush. I am the Dean of the School. Joining us today is Dan Ball. Dan just graduated from Quinnipiac. He was a student in the school. He also had many other uh, jobs on campus. He was general manager of our student radio station, WQAQ. He worked for the athletic department and did a podcast for them and uh, many other things. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Chris, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's an honor to be back. So Dan and I have decided to do something a little different today. We are going to turn the tables around because Dan is uh, such an expert at this, and Dan is going to ask me questions. Dan, uh, frankly, has been very impressive in his four years at Quinnipiac, and he deserves this uh, platform. So Dan, it's all yours. Well, Chris, I appreciate that. Thank you. And, uh, and I'm excited because uh, there are some things that I think that the, the general Quinnipiac community may want to know about you. Uh, but I have to start with where we are right now in quarantine. Uh, you know, what has your life been like since we went into quarantine in March, both as an administrator with the School of Communications and as just a, a regular guy? So I have been operating the School of Communications from my dining room table for most of the last nine weeks and, uh, and working from there. Uh, my wife has the office in our house, so I was relegated to the dining room, which was quiet. Uh, you could hear uh, some things sometimes when I was on Zoom calls that uh, maybe people shouldn't have heard, like the dogs barking or uh, my wife yelling at her son, things like that. But otherwise... I basically have been working from from home. Uh, as I mentioned to you before we started, I, I started coming into the office this week uh, just because I needed to get uh, some things written and I needed some peace and quiet. So how did how did COVID kind of change your plans and the School of Communications plans for the end of the year? I mean, drastically, 180 degrees. I mean, we had uh, events planned. Uh, for students throughout the second half of the semester, like ComCon, that had to go virtual. Uh, we had guest speakers that were coming in that we had to cancel and, and hopefully reschedule for the fall. Obviously, we had to put all of our classes online uh, within about a seven-day time period, and so that was very intense for all of our faculty. Um, I'm proud to say that based on my review of the student evaluations, that seems to have gone uh, very well, but it was really just having to rethink everything and to revise everything that was that was in our plans. You know, it, as you know, we've not really had a graduation yet, uh, and so we've had to to rethink that. 
uh, as well. And so that's still to come. You know, events like our our film festival for our graduating film students has been put on hold. So really, it's just been trying to to juggle as many pieces as possible and trying to figure this out uh, as we go. So I, I guess that kind of that moves into the question of what do you and the administration with the School of Communications have to say to the class of 2020, I guess, in terms of advice for getting jobs in a time like this? Yeah, <laughs> boy, I, I feel for you. <laughs> um, you know, what I would say to every single graduate is, is that we are here to help you. Yes, the job market is tough. You know, based on the job re- jobs report that just came out today, we are seeing a little bit of a rebound uh, in the market. But there's no denying that the job market is tough. You know, what I would say to every student is use the connections that you have made at Quinnipiac. Use the faculty, use the staff, use me. You know, go on to my LinkedIn page and see if I have a connection that uh, you may want to meet and talk about that may work at a at a place that you want to work. Do that for Quinnipiac alums. You know, join Bobcat Connect, uh, which has all of our alums on there as well. You know, I'm getting messages and emails from from students who graduated constantly, and I and I'm trying to help them. I I tried to help a uh, an alum of the school yesterday. Uh, who's working part-time now and freelancing. So don't hesitate to reach out is, is my main message. We, we are here to help. And that's a, that's a very important message to have too. So I remember in August when you came into the media suite and spoke to us, uh, our, our student media leaders, about some of your plans that you had for the 2019-20 year. So after one year in Hamden, what are some of your, your reflections and thoughts from your first year at Quinnipiac? It's been a whirlwind. <laughs> uh, it's gone really fast. Uh, I feel like the school has accomplished a lot uh, in terms of figuring out what we want to do going forward. You know, we now have a strategic plan for the next five years uh, in terms of what, how we want to grow, how we want to change, how we want to improve. And so we're starting to implement uh, some of those things. To me, the biggest thing has been working on just trying to change the culture of the school and to make it a more inviting place, uh, not just for students, but for faculty and staff. The culture was great, don't get me wrong, uh, but but we need to make the culture of the school even better than it already was. So before we talk about plans, because you, you mentioned the the five-year strategic plan, I want to focus specifically on the Quinnipiac Podcast Center. So what what have your thoughts been about that, how that all came together, and, and kind of where it stands right now? Sure. So the podcast studio, uh, we hired uh, David DeRoche to be the director of community programming. That was my uh, has been my first and only hire in my role as dean uh, to run the Quinnipiac Podcast Studio, which is uh, based here in the School of Communications. Uh, we got all the technology and, and all the design work done in the podcast studio right before the quarantine, <laughs> but we really have high hopes for it. I mean, Dave has been doing a podcast on uh, how people are handling COVID-19 and adjusting with COVID-19. I've been doing this podcast. Uh, there's been some other podcasts going on. We're actually starting uh, to generate some revenue small amounts uh, from the podcast studio 
Uh, we're going to be doing some podcasts for Digital Media CT. Uh, so that's one area of revenue. And then Dave and a faculty member, Ben Bogardis, are actually going to be doing an uh, online podcast camp this summer uh, for high school students. And so we're hoping to, to use that to, to drum up more interest in the podcast studio. But bottom line, podcast studio is, is, is humming along despite the fact that we're not actually physically using the podcast studio. Uh, and hopefully once we all get back into the building, we can, we can start expanding even more. I will say that that was one of my bigger immediate disappointments when we, we kind of found out how the rest of the year was going to play out because I, I was lucky enough to record twice in there with my co-host, Matt, uh, and it's a, it's a beautiful space, and I'm excited for students to be able to get in there and hone their skills. But how, what has your experience been like as a podcaster now during quarantine, being able to hear some of the, the stories from different Quinnipiac students? You know, first of all, I, I've had no, I had no experience in podcasting. <laughs> Let me just make that clear. You know, this was, this was an idea that came up when Dave and I were just kind of brainstorming with some other people here at the school about, gee, you know, given the current situation with our students and them not being around, wouldn't it be great to start a podcast to kind of feature some of them and the cool things that they are doing and, and use the podcast as a way to uh, to not only promote our students, uh, but to promote the school. So I will say that uh, Dave has taught me some things about podcasting, some things that I was doing wrong uh, at the beginning. So he's been a good teacher for me. I'll just leave it at that. I'm, I am I don't do not consider myself a podcasting professional. Uh, but is, is this a good platform to announce the uh, the Chris Roush professional sports podcast coming in the fall? <laughs> Yeah, you know, my, my two sons, uh, particularly my older son, has been on me for years about how he wants to do a fantasy sports podcast with me and his brother, where we just sit around and, and talk about the guys on our teams and how they're performing and how they're not performing. I have resisted that effort. <laughs> Because I don't think anybody would want to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a big fantasy sports market, but uh, I, I can see where, where you may be coming from for that. But uh, I'm curious now, as, as a, a newly ordained alum, alumni, what are the plans for the future? Not just with the, the five-year plan, but immediately for the 2021 year, especially if the, if the uh, year starts out and we're still in the middle of quarantine. So in terms of Quinnipiac, what we've announced is that we will uh, have classes this fall. For the first couple of weeks, the classes are going to be online and students are going to, to access their classes online. Uh, they're going to be able to come to campus Labor Day weekend. And then starting after Labor Day weekend, we're going to start kind of a hybrid model where all of the classes are going to be taught uh, virtually and on the ground. Uh, so if you are a student or a faculty member and you don't feel comfortable coming to campus and being in that classroom, uh, you will be able to uh, attend that class or teach that class uh, using the technology that's currently being implemented in all of the classrooms. You know, and then that will go through Thanksgiving. And then uh, after Thanksgiving, uh, our student, students will go home for Thanksgiving and then the last seven 
to 10 days of the semester will be online only again. You know, we're implementing a lot of, of safety regulations uh, as well. We're going to have uh, a system where students are going to rotate being actually in the classes uh, and every faculty, staff, and student in person who comes to campus is going to have to be tested and is going to have to wear a mask. So you see my mask right here. I know listeners can't see it, but uh, I've got actually two masks here just to be safe. I can, I can vouch for you that you're well prepared uh, for, the, for the audio listeners. But uh, how do you think that that kind of being in limbo, both go, being in person and online, how will that affect the students and the faculty for that first semester? You know, it's, it's going to be a huge adjustment for everybody. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of trepidation uh, among faculty and staff. And I understand that fear, particularly uh, people who have uh, health issues, you know, asthma, for example, or a heart condition or, or something else. Uh, I understand that, you know, we're going to work with everybody individually in terms of faculty and staff they're going to be allowed to work from home uh, if if they have a situation like that. I've already talked to faculty and staff who feel that way and, and you know, and we're going to work with them and, and are working with them to make sure that uh, they can do that. You know, in terms of, of students, it's going to be the same thing. You know, if, if you're going to, to be here, but you're going to feel uncomfortable coming uh, to class, uh, we're going to work with you. But you're right, it, it, it is going to be new for everybody. And uh, change is hard uh, for a lot of people. So we're just trying to make it as, as easy as possible uh, for, for everybody. Well, it, not that this is the ideal situation, but it seems like the plans that you guys have in place is a good way to kind of start that culture change of, of making it more open and inviting and understanding of some of the situations that, that people will have. But uh, I want to ask you about the long term. So you mentioned the five-year strategic plan. In five years, in 10 years, where do you want to see the Quinnipiac School of Communications? My opinion of Quinnipiac coming from it as an outsider is, is that the School of Communications was already a very strong program. Uh, I mean, you just look at, at some of the things that the students are doing here, you know, like Q30 being named one of the top three college TV stations in the country the AWSM chapter being named the top student chapter in the country, things like that. This is already, in my opinion, a top 20 school of communications in the country. Uh, the, the problem or the issue for the school is that nobody knows that outside of the four state region that we get 87% of our students from. And so, you know, my job, my goal my aspiration for the school five, 10 years down the road is just to increase the brand awareness and the, and the awareness of the school. So, you know, that was one of the reasons why I was interested in doing the podcast. It's one of the reasons why, you know, I've been trying to promote and do things on social media uh, for the school and, and encouraging other people uh, to do things like that for the school. You know, the, the main problem with the school was it just had never been marketed to, to people before. And so that's been the biggest issue. You know, there are some things we can do better, obviously, curriculum-wise, and we're looking at those. Uh, there are things we can do better in terms of improving the Ed McMahon Center, you know, where our, our TV and film and journalism students take classes and, and the technology there. Uh, we, can, we can always do better. 
And so that's that's the thing I'm looking at as well, is where can we get better uh, given the, the issues that we're facing right now and the resources that we're facing right now. How big of, a, of an impact do alumni and creating an alumni network have on spreading that brand awareness? Major. And literally one of the first things that I did when I got here was to reinstitute the alumni advisory board for the school. They are a major sounding board for us uh, and they are a major tool for the school that frankly they and, and frankly they were not being utilized uh, as much as we should have been utilizing them uh, before I got here. Uh, so I've been reaching out to them on a regular basis just to let them know what's going on at the school. We actually had an, a Zoom alumni advisory board meeting last month uh, to update them on some things and to get their advice, frankly, on some things that uh, that we were thinking about. So they're just huge. I mean, uh, if you don't tie your alumni to the current students and back to the school, uh, that's just a missed opportunity. Well, before we finish up, uh, I know how big of a sports fan you are. So the, there have been a number of headlines in the news recently. The NHL is planning to bring players back and start a, a 24-team round-robin crazy bracket of a tournament. Uh, the NBA is talking about the end of July, and the MLB is kind of floundering. So, you know, what what is your impression, Ben, for all of these these headlines and as a follow-up will there be an mlb season this year i just miss sports <laughs> <laughs> you and me both you know sports has been my release at night go home turn on the tv watch a game not have to think about anything the fact that i've not been able to do that um is has been my biggest mental issue that I haven't been able to turn off work <laughs> and, yeah. and focus on sports. I, I I hate to agree with you about baseball, but I think baseball is dead uh, for this season. Uh, I'm really looking forward to watching me some basketball starting next month <laughs> from Orlando. I, I, I'm really worried uh, about the college football season, to be honest with you, uh, and, and how, you know, larger universities that do have football teams – how they're going to do that and how they're going to handle fans distancing uh, in, in their stadiums. If, if we don't have college football on Saturdays this fall, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, I, I've heard rumors too that college football, whether it happens or not, that's going to affect a lot of sports and whether they're able to financially survive next season. So uh, I think the ramifications of that are, are pretty large, but that's pretty much all I have prepared. Uh, is there any other parting message that you, you want to send either to the listeners or even to the class of 2020? I'll just send out a personal message to anybody who's listening to this, that Dan Ball currently does not have a job. He is an awesome person. Uh, he is an awesome journalist. Uh, and he would be a valued member of, of your team. So hire this guy. This guy is incredible. Well, uh, that, that means the world to me. Thank you for that. And I, I mean, to, to throw it right back at you, we've, we had three deans of the School of Communications in the four years that our class was here. And I, I wish that I had more time to be able to work with you personally because uh, I'm, I'm so excited to see where the school is after just one year and where it's headed. So thank you for, for that and for starting to change the culture for us. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate that.
That was Dan Ball, a recent School of Communications graduate interviewing Chris Roush, Dean of the School of Communications. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by myself, Mike Bachman. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. And be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. If you have a story to share or something you want us to talk about, find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On behalf of all of us at the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio and the Uncommon Grounds team, we thank you for a successful first season. Be sure to stay updated with what's going on at the podcast studio on our social media platforms. Until next time, keep your distance, wash your hands, and stay safe, everybody. We will see you soon.